there. We are live. Finally. Woohoo. Actually, I just said that I wasn't going to say we were late, didn't I? <laughs> yep. Oh, well, we're not late. Shifty eyes. <laughs> not late at all. Not late at all. Whoo. The technical, I'd say by episode 20 or 25, Jerry. We're going to be experts. They're going to send people to us to figure out IT problems with loading and getting their podcast online. What do you think? I think it's very possible. Um, I think Podbean sort of forces you to become an expert. Yeah. Although this one, if what we think the problem was is truly it, then it, this one wasn't Podbean's fault. No, it was totally ours. User error. Uh, we were supposed to have a guest today, Clay Davis. Clay, uh, we certainly apologize for the technical issues and your time. Uh, we do think we have it figured out. Uh, we are going to test it uh, later this week to make sure before we call you back and get you back in here and waste any more yep. of your time. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be ready to go with surveillance for next week. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Because... Uh, one way or another, I think we can make this happen. Ah, hey, Mochi Monster has arrived. Hello. Hello, Mochi. Welcome. So, at the risk <laughs> of starting to sound like all we do is come on our podcast and use it as an excuse to drink, um, we're drinking again tonight. <laughs> Hey, it's 10 episodes. We actually have a very legitimate reason. We have hit the 10-episode mark. Um, I am beyond stoked by that, uh, especially considering where we were six months ago when I was like, hey, Jerry, hey, Jerry, hey, Jerry, hey, Jerry, hey, Jerry, and you're like, no, hey, Jerry, no, hey, Jerry, no. What is a podcast, Steve? <laughs> and now here we are sitting at 10 episodes. In two Absolutely. months, uh, this month, we're not, what is today? The 13th. 13th of the month. We have already gone in the United States. We have 12 states already. We're in two countries, United States and Canada. Two different uh, parts of Canada, one on the very west, one on the very east. We actually have a third country. Way back when, we had the one guy from India. Oh, no, I'm just talking about this month. Oh, okay, yeah. Just this, this month. month. You know, last month we did four countries, and I think I finally counted 17 states last month. Yep. We're at 15 already this month and two countries. Let's double those numbers. That would be awesome. Um, I think. Uh, when we first started doing this, we were like, hey, if we get one listener, we're both going to just be happy. Um, now, I'm not going to lie. Every morning I get up to see what the download count is. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I still think we have one list or two. No, three. We have three listeners. We have Double Infinity, uh, Mochi, and Mr. Mike, who downloads us from every airport he goes to. Well, I also have my – I got a, got a couple of shout-outs here today, um, if you don't care. Go right ahead. Shout-out number one, my youngest son, Nicholas. He had his very first baby this last week. Absolutely. Congratulations. She is, you know, everybody says, oh, my grandbaby's the prettiest. I've got a lot of grandbabies, uh, and they were all the prettiest. So that can't be right. 
So there is a little bias here, but Miss Ada is the epitome of perfect. Beautiful little girl. Um, in fact, and Nicholas, and I just want to, you know, me and you are both fathers. And uh, uh, so there are a lot of things that happen when you become a father um, in the way you change mentally, in the way you think about things mentally. Um, and I'm looking because we talk, Nick and I talk on about 17 different places and websites, which is stupid. <laughs> we shouldn't do that, but we do. Um, so you're trying to find the one that's got the conversation you're trying to find. Yeah, exactly. So Nick said tonight, he, he sent me a text and he said, it was actually a text. It wasn't on one of the websites. He sent me, he said, I never thought I could love some, someone or something this, this, this deep. And I just sent him a bunch of heart emojis and just said, well, now you know. Um, there's something about becoming a father that, uh, for most folks, is life-altering. Life-altering. Absolutely. In, in an absolute good way. So kudos to him and Lily. Uh, and, and they have a beautiful baby, and they're starting a new life together. It's awesome. Um, second shout-out, one of my best friends in the world, uh, Steph got her license to fly a 767 now. Nice. Yes. Um, she is finally, we had a conversation today, she is finally where she's worked her whole life to be Good for as her. a pilot. So um, congratulations to Steph. She listens Absolutely. to the show sometimes. That's an amazing, words can't describe that accomplishment. So congratulations to you. Um, and, uh, that's that's what I got for shout outs. What are we drinking today? We said we're drinking wine. What are we drinking today? Stella Rosa Sweet Blueberry. Blueberries. Fantastic. Semi-sweet blueberry Stella Rosa. Very good wine. Very delicious. Very Same delicious. name brand we had the first time. The first mm -hmm. one wasn't blueberry. But uh yeah. Very good company that we would highly recommend for the smart, astute wine drinkers who, right? If you know, you know. If you know, and you those, know. Those that know know that the sweets, sweet reds, cold sweet reds, yes. are the only way to go. Absolutely. And anyone that says anything different is well wrong. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Really. Okay, so we said earlier that our guest wasn't going to be able to join us due to technical issues. We do have a couple of top. Jerry's got a very good topic. We're going to sub in this week that wasn't. Uh, Oh, mochi. Red wine, regardless of what wine snobs say, is meant to be cold. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, so, and I'm going to pull a few things that were leftovers from uh, uh, our rapid fire last week that, that deserved a little more time. So I'm going to use those and we're going to get through this show. We do apologize that it, it's not where it was. Um also, a little self-plug here if you don't care, Jerry. Sure. Um, we usually try to reserve a little time to talk about businesses and, and somebody's. We got a great business that we're going to try very, very soon. We're waiting on an email and a chess pie to arrive so we can try it online. Sounds great. Um, so really stoked by that. Um, and then, but tonight, I, 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 many times on the show I've let everybody know 
that I am a realtor. It's my full time. It's what I do full time. Um, and it, the market is changing. And if you are working with someone who's not willing to change, then you need to be working with someone else. Uh, if you're a seller, uh, you're going to need to learn some patience. In the last year, year and a half, two years, sellers have been able to ask for and get pretty much whatever they want. Um, that's kind of changing. The, the interest rates continue to rise, and that's pushing the market slower. Um, so if you need someone that is is willing to do what's necessary and have a hard conversation, uh, then call me. Absolutely. Send me an email. You can reach us through the, the podcast email here. That's fine. Uh, this is, you know, self-ingrandizing. I shouldn't do that on the podcast, but well, that's hey, fine. I do offer a, a really good service for folks and I do work really, really hard for my clients. So uh, I'm not afraid to toot my own horn every once in a while. <laughs> I don't think I told you this. I actually sold something this week. Oh, what did you sell? my vacuum cleaner. Oh, you did? I did. Wow, why? Well, it was just sitting around gathering dust. <laughs> oh, God. Why not? <laughs> oh, I would just hate to tell you, Jerry, but that joke sucked. Probably more than your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> True story. That reminds me of a uh, when I was in Virginia. Uh, had, running this store there. I hadn't been there but a few weeks. And uh, I had this young guy, his name was Chris something. Uh, and he was very artistic. And remember back in the day when Big Lots, we made our own signs? Yeah, handmade, absolutely. And they strongly preferred that if you have someone artistic to design it. Have, Chris was great. He, he those could big draw. Neon uh, stars. Anything. Those. those were great. Um uh, but he come to me one night shortly after closing and said that he had made four or five signs he wanted me to take a look at. And uh, yeah, I just realized that one of them, I'm probably not going to be able to tell in the air it was, it was that bad. But the one that you reminded me of was this end cap of vacuum cleaners that he took me to and the sign that he'd made. And thankfully, I didn't realize until later, but the reason he come to me shortly after his store closing was he was smart enough to realize he couldn't actually put these signs up while we're still open. He didn't even put them up until after we closed. But the sign said, this baby really sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great sense of humor on that guy. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I, I don't know if you're aware, but I do know that, um, and I'm pretty sure you know that I am pretty well almost obsessed with British royalty. Didn't now, know that. Now, I'm not talking about like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about back in the 16th, 17th century. Didn't even probably, I bet you don't even know that there used to be a King Stanford II. You are correct. I did not know that. Yeah. Now, you know, we all know that back in those days, incest and those, those created very, very bad people. King Stanford was only 12 inches tall. 12 inches. 12 inches tall. Really? Now, he was a terrible king. You're trying to say he was a product of incest, is that what you're saying? But he was a great ruler. Perfect height. <laughs> right? 
Yes. Chill Will has entered the, That was a great joke. Hey, Chill Will. Glad you're here, man. Um, uh, that was an amazing joke. No, not really. See, if Clay had been here, Clay would have thought that was a funny joke. Clay's got my back. <laughs> so I want to see Mochi's vouchers. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Man, I can't believe you didn't like that joke. That was great. No. I was excited about that since the last week. Yes, you were. You even bragged an hour ago about how <laughs> much you were looking forward to telling this joke. And you just let it fall flat. That hurts. Well, I kept wondering if it was over. I kept wondering when we were going to get to the funny part. It didn't come, so I finally assumed it was over. Ouch, ouch. Uh, just in case anyone was wondering, uh, next week will be Newsworthy <laughs> with Steve and the artist formerly known as Jerry. He won't have much to say probably, though. <laughs> Duct tape does that to people. In other words, he's saying that next week's episode will have absolutely zero humor. That's what he's trying to tell you. <laughs> he's trying to tell you what little humor did exist is going to be removed from the show. Ooh. Okay. After my second glass, I can tell you that that is darn good wine. It is. I never thought blueberries good. would be that good in wine. Yep. But yeah, I concur. So, well, how was your week? I hadn't even asked. My week I was good. Dominate. Oh, we home. talked about my week. Remember, I, I had a good week. Sold my vacuum cleaner. Oh yeah, yeah. Very yeah, good week. Did. Hey, on yeah. a separate side note, sure. Jerry has played this game with me before. It's called Twilight Imperium Four. Very long game. Very arduous. Very. When he says uh, very long. <laughs> I think we have played one where it was eight, nine hours long. I've heard of some that were 10, 12 hours long. Yeah, it means one, a long game. Got one coming up this Saturday, probably going to push 12 hours. It's an eight player. Um, but I want you to know that this last Saturday we played six player. Um, and I did something that no one in any of us in our 20 people player group has ever done. Which is what? I won my third game in a row. Awesome. Yeah. I'll take a lot. We know one guy, Casey, that has played the game for a long time. He uh, memorized taught you and I how to play. He's very good. Yeah. He basically has, in, in many, for, for all practical purposes, Casey has a photographic memory. Yeah. So he's really good at something like this where the rule book is extremely long. Casey's very good, and he's never won three in a row. Yeah. And you so. did. So, congratulations. <laughs> I will accept gifts for the rest of the week, just so everybody knows. If they want to send them, you can send gift cards and all that codes to newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. Those will happily be accepted. Oh, oh, yes. we, we always ask for a few things to be sent to our email. Right. Uh, we ask for good recipes. We ask for ghost stories because we love those or UFO stories even. Those are cool, too. Um, and we asked for suggestions for new shows or something that people want to talk about. Right. Well, I want to talk about, I called Jerry the other day and we were talking about something and he gave me a recipe for peas. Cream peas. Cream peas. Something that before I stopped making because they were kind of difficult and blah, blah, blah. 
Jerry's recipe is amazing. If you like peas in the slightest or cream peas, listen to this recipe. Go ahead, Jerry. Tell them your recipe because it is off the chain well, delicious. I'm sure many people have had it, and I'm sure other people have got their favorite ways of making it. Um, I'd had it somewhere a couple of times before I'd ever made it and liked it and decided to make it for my daughter and I many years ago and looked up online and every recipe was calling for cream, heavy cream, uh, half and half. They, they were all calling for cream, which, you know, to me didn't surprise me in the least. After all, the name is cream peas. And, uh, the first time that I made it, I went by that and didn't really care for it. It was good, but I, it wasn't something that's going to blow your skirt up any stretch of the imagination. The next time that I made it, uh, at the last minute I decided to make it, thought I had cream. I didn't. So I just made it with butter and milk. Literally, that's all I did. I took a can of cream peas. I drained it, added uh, probably a couple of tablespoons of butter, melted that, added in and I've never, ever measured it, probably quarter of a cup of milk, quarter to a third of a cup of milk, and boil it until it's turned into a cream. It's thickened, and literally, that's it. It is still the recipe that I use to this day. I've not had any cream peas in a restaurant or anywhere else that I like better. Steve called the other day, asked for the recipe, tried it, and apparently he likes it as well. Oh, I love it. I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Very easy. All right, so... Uh, Double Infinity just joined us. Glad you were here. That's Hello, awesome. Double Infinity. Welcome. Um, we have, unfortunately, had to change our way we're going to do things this week. Um, our special guest was, not through any fault of his own, was unable to join us. So we're going to just switch it up this week. We're going to talk about a topic that Jerry brought to my attention moments ago. And fire pretty much surged through my veins when I started reading an article he, he shot me with. Um, and we're going to talk about civil forfeiture. Um, I've civil always, forfeiture, yeah. right. And I've always been against even criminal asset forfeiture. I just, that's just not, I think the American way, even if a guy is using a truck to transport drugs, that guy has a family and his wife might need that truck to get their kid to the doctor. And I would disagree with you. When you say it's not the American way, that line of thinking actually goes back not only to the very foundation of our country, but even precedes that. Uh, the idea for that comes from British law. For, didn't we kick them out for a reason? No, we didn't. Well, kick, what, kicked them out of the U.S.? <laughs> but guess what our law is still based upon? Our law is still based upon British law. I, Right, no, a good portion. No, 90-something yeah. percent of it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say the justification for this is that old, literally. If you want to take a prime example, back in the day, in the 1500s, 1600s, Britain required any country who was shipping to or from Great Britain to... Uh, fly a British flag. And if you did not, your ship was subject to be seized by them. So even back then, which kind of we'll get to in a moment with our civil asset forfeiture law, but for criminal asset forfeiture, I, I'm actually a fan of. I think it is a great deterrent to be able to say, you know what, if we catch you cre uh, committing a criminal act, 
whatever property you're using to do it. A few examples. If you are raising drugs, if you're growing marijuana and you're using an automobile and a trailer, they can and will um, confiscate and sell that property and keep it. Another instance that is used quite often, not necessarily in small town Kentucky, but in larger cities, when they catch a pimp. If he is getting his prostitutes, taking them to their johns, if he is using an automobile, they will seize his automobile and sell it. It was that automobile was property that was used in conjunction in, in, to commit a crime. I have zero problem with the government taking that property. Yes. Yeah, I do. It's not the government's property to take. Yes, it is. That's no, it's not. Well, that's kind of like saying, "Do you believe in capital punishment for uh, the most heinous crimes?" Um, Whether you do or not, it's irrelevant. Here's my point. <laughs> what is the Here's the, here's the question for someone who does. Okay. I, I don't know okay. if you do or not. I think you do believe in it, but I'm not positive. If it's someone yours, might say it's way. not their life to take. They're going to take his life. Well, it's not their life to take. I think that would have more justification than saying that the government doesn't have a right to take property that was used to help commit crime. Mm. I don't agree. Based on what? Based the on fact the- that you don't like the facts? <laughs> Based on the fact... That if I use a gun in the commission of a crime, can it will be taken? Okay. You will never get it back. Good, I'm okay with that. You just a minute ago said you're never okay with that. No, it's not theirs to take. Remember, I'm talking about same example. You're using a car in a, a car in the in, in a pimp situation or an armed robbery. What if you use a car? To, it's a getaway car from a bank in an armed robbery. Can they take it? I don't think so. How is that different from the gun used in the robbery? Because. Because of what? What facts? Please enlighten us. Well, the facts are, if we want to go down that road. We already have, remember? It's okay to take the gun used in the robbery. So we've already went down that road. A gun is a very different thing than an automobile. They're both real property. They're both property. They're not real property. Real property. Do you know what the definition according to the law is? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> real estate and anything attached to the land. Yes. <laughs> Buildings. But even according to your logic, if I'm selling marijuana out of my house to a couple of my buddies, they can take my house and sell it too. But according also- to my logic, according to the law, they can and do do. Which see, is why most people who are raising marijuana won't do it on their own property. They'll go to a neighbor's property. Okay, so the neighbor loses his property. No. Well, the neighbor had nothing to do with it. Unless how does he prove, prove that? Unless he proves it. The neighbor. Well, first of all. Oh, he's automatically guilty except prove, until proven innocent, right? Who says? Who said that? Because we, we're automatically taking stuff that doesn't belong to us from said guy. Like the, the weapon that's used right. in the robbery that you agree is you have no problem with that. Maybe I do have a problem with that. Yeah, because you can't justify one, not the other. That's your no, I, maybe I do have a problem with it and just didn't realize it. No, apparently. Change. So you're saying that when people, let me ask you this. How about if the crime is not caught for a period of time, the crime results in a lot of profit. How about the stuff that is bought with the profits? Can that be no. confiscated? Oh, so crime should pay. 
<laughs> so when you catch a drug addict that's been doing it for 20 years, you can't take any of the money from it. I think that you should be able, if, if, and, and I'll use this as my primary example. If I'm a drug dealer, you should not be able to take the property. We'll use a house the as profits. an example. We bought a house. From, from the profits of your drug dealer. Sure. But just because I was breaking the law, how does that make your the, the perp's wife and children suffer? I, I just don't see how that you can use a house, you can use a car, you can use whatever in that situation. Using your same logic, okay. you could justify not being able to send him to prison because sending him to prison will take away the primary breadwinner and force his wife and children to have to pay the penalty. And you're saying that shouldn't be the case. No. So that's you're not saying what I said that every one of the people in prison should be let go because can't punish the wife and children. Well, I think. That if, that if we're going to continue to have debates like this, we should not have already drank an entire bottle of wine <laughs> in I, less than 20 minutes. I think what you're really trying to say is if we're going to have debates like this, you need more advance notice to try to come up with at least one or two facts. That's no, what you'd like. No, that's not. Ha it, it has nothing. This particular situation really, to me, has nothing to do with facts. <laughs> It is the government taking property that does not belong to them away from someone that in some way has earned that property. So criminals have earned the right to their profits. Did they, did they get caught? Obviously they got caught or there wouldn't be a criminal forfeiture in the first place. Okay. I, now, I just there, There's two types of forfeiture. Don't you think the government gets enough? I think you're missing the point. The point is, it, will, it, no, it, let me finish. Will this help deter crime? Yes, obviously. It's even to the point that drug dealers don't grow the drugs on their own property normally. If they have a choice, they'll go grow it somewhere else. Why? True. Because they don't want to lose their own property. Right. It's already being, it's proven. It's a huge deterrent. That's the primary reason for doing In this. In that same breath that you're saying that it's a deterrent, it's not because they're still growing dope. No, no, no. So, still, you're all, so you're all or nothing. It's 100% or nothing. There's no 25% deterrent. There's no 50% deterrent. I'm just it's saying 100 that crime or nothing. continues because criminals are criminals because that's who they are. You're, are you honestly telling me that you believe that no more drugs would be bought and sold if there was none of the criminal forfeiture? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that if... Oh, so it is a deterrent. No, I'm saying that... It's one or the other. <laughs> I'm saying that we have it currently. It's the same as my feeling with the death penalty in a lot of respects. You brought that up earlier. We still have murder, sure. even though that, that is a deterrent that they get to go sleep in isolation. So you're saying it's not a deterrent? Years. I don't believe that it is in today's world. I would tell you a story. Hopefully, we've got enough time for this. When I was in... Bahamas the first time. Maybe, ever. but we got to get to the civil. Okay, we the were. civil, I think we both. First time I was ever agreed. in Bahamas, uh, we had rented a van. There was six or eight of us in the van. Uh, we asked the guy to take us to see Bahamas. And he drove around and hit some of the touristy spots. And we said, we don't want to see the touristy spots. Show us what it's like for people that live here. 
And he did. He spent an hour or so driving around through parts of uh, Bahamas that we had never saw and never would have otherwise. Not necessarily something we wanted to see. Pretty poor area. Um, it was a Friday afternoon and someone asked him for a suggestion of somewhere to eat that night. And they, again, said, don't give us a touristy suggestion. Where, where do you guys eat? He said, guys, it's summertime. He said, on Friday evenings, we get together down at the beach and we have a big fish fry. All the fishermen come in. Uh, they said it's five bucks. And he said most of the, he said it, it's you either bring a dish large enough to feed two or three families or it's five bucks a person. One of the women said, would we be welcome? We're not from here. He said, sure, five bucks, you'll be welcome. Another woman asked a question. I immediately cringe because it, it made me feel horrible that she asked it. She said, would we be safe? Well, he just got through telling us this is where they go. He just got through right. telling us this, this is, is where, where he lives. He, his family, his children go. So he said, oh, you will be fine. Do not worry. And then he said the last murder in Bahamas, wasn't he told what year? And someone said, how, how can you remember that? He said, well, we still practice public hangings. He said, and this particular case at this murder concluded with a guy being hanged in public. He said something I'll never forget. He said, some people says that this does not deter crime. He said, I believe it will deter one person, the man hanging from the rope. <laughs> listen, Steve, I would say to you, listen to, it listen to you will doing. absolutely 100% of the time deter the man that you, that you kill from committing further crime. I don't disagree. What I'm saying, we you don't do that. You, no, we no, no. Listen, you started listen. by saying it doesn't deter crime. Listen, I said that the way the system is now does not deter murder. Okay? You that's said capital punishment doesn't deter murder. That's exactly what I meant. It does. The way we do it now does not yes, deter does. murder. It deters the man that you killed. He won't guy. do anymore. Who we've already paid for 25 years to sit I'm there and saying we should days. do it quicker. Mm -mm. No, no. If you're going to do public execution and you want me to support public execution, that whole process should move a lot faster. Yes. But and it should be a public or ordeal, just like in the Bahamas. That's the only way it actually to deters something. Used to be here in the early 1900s. Yeah, that it deters something. People see that it creates a response. Today, you barely get a blip in the news. Oh, Oklahoma's killing a well, person you, every month. You got to remember that certain areas are trying to do this better. Sure, I remember, and again, it's a comedy show. But Ron White, in one of his stand-up comedy shows a few years ago, was talking about. Uh, he's from Texas, by the way. And he mentioned that most states were outlawing, were outlawing capital punishment. He further said the state that he's from was not doing that. He said, in, in fact, we're actually doing the opposite. He said, most states are trying to abolish the death penalty. My state has put in, and I forget the name of the law, but they were trying to expedite the process. He said, so most states are trying to get rid of it. My state has put in an express lane for it. Sure, sure. So, I don't, I don't some states are trying so, to do it right. Some are let, right. Let's talk about the one that we both kind of agree on for a change. Civil asset forfeiture. Civil asset forfeiture. Well, first of all, let me define the difference. Yes, there's, there's two types of forfeiture in the United States. One is criminal, and it is done the way I think it should be. It requires a conviction of a crime. It requires proof that someone committed an illegal act and 
once that happens, it's quite easy for them to say, well, this property was used in such and such way to commit that crime. We're going to seize it. You've already got a criminal conviction. I, I don't have a problem with that. Steve does. I don't. Then on the other hand, we have something called civil asset forfeiture, which is done in, I think it's 44 or 45 states. It is banned in Maine, Nebraska, New Mexico, and pretty much in North Carolina. North Carolina bans it except for cases of racketeering. But civil asset forfeiture is totally different. It does not require proof of anything. It does not require, not even does it not require that someone be criminally convicted of something. It doesn't even require that they ever even be charged. The uh, surveillance slayer on our on our website, Jerry, is talking about this, and he says the problem with civil asset forfeiture, which is exactly what you're saying, is the suspension of due process yes. and the assumption of guilt, not in this. One hundred percent on both. Yeah. Number one, due process. We think the Constitution guarantees due process, uh, but not in the case of civil asset forfeiture. If cops believe that something possibly potentially was illegal or gained illegally. In other words, they stop someone in the interstate and they've got $15,000 on. This actually happened to a couple, I think it was $16,000. It was going to Florida two or three years ago. They said that they had reasonable suspicion that that money was drug money and they took the money. This couple went and hired an attorney who fought it for a couple of months came back and told them, guys, we can possibly win this, but you'll end up spending well in excess of 16000 in attorney fees to do so. He suggested, he said, I've already been able to get them to agree to giving you 50% of it back. He said, I would recommend you do that. They did so. After paying his fee from the original $16,000 that was taken from them, they got back less than $4,000. They committed no crime. They had reasonable that they could justify where the money, why they had this amount of cash on them. $12,000. That happens, according to that same article, Jerry, $12 billion a year. They think. Nationwide. Now, if you want some numbers, again, this, these laws that allowed this, were pretty active back around the founding of our country, and it was used mainly for pirates. Uh, shortly after that, it was not used basically at all for the next 150 years or so. Around 1970, 1980, we began using it, these laws again, supposedly to help fight drugs in the war against drugs. In 1986, a grand total of $93.7 million was seized throughout the United States from civil asset forfeiture. By 2004, the number was a half a billion, 567 million. By 2012, it was 4.4 billion. The last year when the official numbers have been turned in, they think it is now somewhere around $12 billion per year that is taking, that is taken from people. No crime has to be committed no crime even has to have even been alleged to have been committed for them to take these assets jerry how many times has, has that been challenged in court and won or lost do you know many many the problem is it will often take there there's one case that i was reading about in new mexico there was a hispanic gentleman 
forget the name, and he had $160,000, I believe it was, $158,000, and he was going to purchase some real estate. Uh, this was a few years ago. He and his family hadn't lived here that long. They weren't that familiar with the system, only halfway spoke the language. They weren't comfortable with banks, so they kept most of their money at home. He was going to buy some property. Uh, there was already a contract on it for the exact amount of cash he had on him. He told the officers that they didn't believe him. They believed that amount, that amount of cash was obviously related to drugs. He fought it. He won. When it's $160,000, you can incur quite a few attorney fees and it still be worth your while. What they have figured out is that for the cases that are $1,000, 5000 10000 people don't fight it. They don't fight it because it's real quickly, they're going to spend more money to win. In a corrupt, probably, yes. if this is taking place on a regular basis, other people aside from the police organizations are getting a cut. As an example with the guy, the lawyer you used in your first example. Yes. In Kentucky, and it varies from state to state, and you can go to, and I'll leave a link to this. There's a Wikipedia article called Civil Forfeiture in the United States. And I'll leave an article or a link to the article. And each state has their own set of rules. In the state of Kentucky, 85% of the money will end up going to the seizing agency. So in other words, if it was Franklin County Sheriff's Department that seized it, they'll get 85% of the money. 15% goes to the Office of the Attorney General. It varies from state to state. but Well, well now we know how every city in Kentucky... As a brand new courthouse. Well, we can't say that because Kentucky <laughs> is not one of the horrible states for this. There are several states that oh, are give them really a bad. Uh, the scary part is it is basically up to the local police department, sheriff's department, and as long as they've got someone in the prosecutor, prosecutor attorney's office to back them up, to go along with it, they can do it hmm. with very little paperwork, with all they have to claim is that they have reasonable suspicion to believe that something is related to crime and they can take it. And as what's his name that he's using? Uh, surveillance Slayer. As Surveillance Slayer was saying, number one, we've already covered how due process is just been abolished and thrown away. The second part is once this happens, you are automatically presumed to be guilty, and it is up to you to prove that you're innocent. Which is a mockery of our entire system. And you know, here, here's and you know, when when Clay is on, hopefully next week, I think we got the issue figured out. We hopefully. We're going to be able to get him here. Um, we, we need to get into this a little with him as well. Um, but it only takes one or two cops, police officers, who we've said many times on this show, have probably the absolute hardest job in all of the United States. Yes. Um, but it only takes one or two cops or even one corrupt sheriff's office in Podunk, Texas, to ruin the tourism dollars of an entire town. Word gets around on this stuff. Yes, it does. You know, so for very little gain, they could be potentially costing their entire community. And I can't tell you, when I was younger and this kind of goes back to the criminal assets, and I get that. But I can't tell you how many vehicles in Cynthiana, Kentucky, little Cynthiana, Kentucky, less than 6,000 people, how many vehicles I saw, brand new Tahoes, 
Escalades, whatever, with police irons and stuff. And the big sticker in the back, this vehicle was seized for whatever activity. To me, you just can't justify that, period. <laughs> you can't. It's almost like, um, and, and there, in today's world, there's enough videos out there that show that corruption does happen, unfortunately. Body cameras are a huge good thing. It goes back to surveillance. I think if we're going to have good versus bad surveillance, next week, we'll, remind me to bring this up, body cameras on police officers is good surveillance. So was it keeps everyone having a smartphone with a video camera on it. Sure, absolutely. However, this right here shows that that's not always the case. $12 billion is an insane amount of money. Yes, sir. <laughs> you ask about cases where it had been challenged in court yes. and they lost. Again, the Wikipedia article lists several. I'm going to give you a couple. Mandrell Stewart and his girlfriend were on a date. They were on I-66. They got pulled over for a traffic stop. Um, he did have a police record. He was a black man. Again, records show that they are hit disproportionately. A lot of people believe that it's because they think they probably don't have the Hey, Raccoon, welcome in, man or lady. Glad you're here. To fight it in court. Anyway. Over the next two hours, he was detained without charges. He was handcuffed. He was taken to a nearby police station. He had $17,550 in cash on him that was taken. Uh, he later sued them and proved they owned a barbecue restaurant. They dealt a lot in cash. He was going to buy supplies and equipment and had proof of that and ended up getting his money back. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez was carrying $10,000 cash in a briefcase. He got pulled over in Texas. They handed him a waiver. And this waiver said that if he would agree to sign over the money and would not claim it later, that he would not be arrested. So get out of jail free. But if he refused to, yes, if he refused <laughs> to sign the waiver, they were going to arrest him for money laundering. He signed the waiver at the time, even wondering if it was a fake scam if it was a these were even real officers because what they were saying was so ludicrous to him he ended up suing he not only got his ten thousand dollars cash back he won a judgment of a hundred and ten thousand in damages good so, yes absolutely one more matt lee in claire michigan was driving to california with twenty five hundred dollars cash when she was pulled over by police in nevada who seized the cash under suspicion that it was a drug run lee hired an attorney who took half as the fee he did win. Ended up with eleven hundred and thirty dollars of his original twenty five hundred back. Isn't that insane? So it's often that they win, and they often do contest it, take it to court when it's large amounts of money. It's the small amounts that they have found, especially when. By the way, Texas has been brought up on charges that they um, have made a habit of pulling over out of state people driving rental cars, seizing anything of value they can find. Because with these out-of-state people, and if it's not more than, you know, a few thousand dollars, they figured out they're not going to take time off from work, hire an attorney, come back to Texas to fight this case. They just don't do it. Yeah, I was reading the many, the median, or, uh, yeah, it's 1300 bucks. Yes, which is, they found the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, the $100,000, they're going to piss someone off, and they're going to get an attorney. They're going to fight it. So you might win if you can, you know. But if you're going to buy a used beater car that's going to get you back and forth to work, 
Yeah. So so good. You get to walk. <laughs> it's stupid. I yep. absolutely hate it. Absolutely. These are some of the worst cases that were brought up. But this is just absolutely astonishing that the government is allowed to You know what's astonishing, Jerry? What's that? The fact that until you brought it up to me, I watch the news every day. I have to. It's kind of what I do. I'd never heard about this. I had. If you remember a week or so ago, I was telling you. Heinous is a good word. It is. Heinous is a perfect word for it. Um, I'd seen maybe one or two things, but I'd never seen it to this level. And we hear so little about it that when we do, we tend to think of something I remember Donald Trump saying in 2016 when he was running for office. And I think it was concerning Hillary Clinton. Um, A lot of things I don't agree with Donald Trump on. This I did. He made... (coughs) He made the comment, people are usually guilty wait, wait, when they're wait, charged wait, with wait, something. Wait, 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 Could you say that one more time? I have no problem saying that there are certain things that I agree with on Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, I also I have want, no problem I, saying I that. I just want to hear that one more time. That's good. An idiot on me. But yes, like Trump said, when most of the public tends to think that when people are charged with a crime, they're probably guilty. Yeah, yeah. And, when and we hear about this every once in a while, first thing going through our mind probably is, well, you know, I wonder what they did to deserve that. Well, the cops were saying there was drug money. I'm glad they got those druggies. Yeah. We're finding out that that's not the case. That's not the case yeah. in a huge portion of the time. Furthermore, as he was saying, due process of the law and being innocent until proven guilty, things that we all thought were. Oh, and, and this. Literally speaking of that, that very line, innocent until proven guilty, yeah, feeds into our next week's topic so much. Sure, you know, and, and we, because one of the biggest, what's the biggest, what is the biggest thing that they t- say that politicians say when it comes to surveillance? Well, if you're not doing anything wrong, bull with some but, surveillance, I, and I, I want to disagree keep, with you. I want to keep that for next. Let's keep that yeah, for next week. I, but, I disagree with you guys a little bit. I, some surveillance. I think it's fine. Some surveillance is necessary. Cops can't do their job without some surveillance. You well, know? We'll talk about it next week. Uh, let's, but let's they can certainly there. go way overboard and have, and have been proven to have you know broken laws and be against the very Constitution in many cases. So let's switch gears for just a second. Sure. Let's talk about a couple of things that I had left over from uh, – Rapid Fire. If you guys didn't catch Rapid Fire, it's episode nine. Go download it. It's awesome. Uh, that it was. You know, we were both kind of hesitant about the whole, how's that going to work? And it wasn't perfect, but we, we learned a lot in episode nine about how to make it better. And so the first of next month, it's going to be a lot better than it was this month. And I think that that's going to be a format we can really approve on, uh, especially as far as timing and keeping it and keeping the energy level going there. Great episode. Probably one of my favorite episodes we've done, episode nine. So go download that. Like us. Do all that good stuff wherever you're listening to it. We appreciate it. One of the things that I wanted to bring up uh, coming up next or from from last week that I didn't get an opportunity to bring up <laughs> was I wanted to bring up and broach the topic of woke Hollywood. Um, and... and You know, if you want to feel enlightened about whatever, great. If you want to feel like you are the all-knowing about everything, eh, the world's kind of went a couple of 
our country's went a couple hundred years without you, so it's going to continue to go with with you as well. But I really wanted to talk about woke Hollywood and some of the things that, as a as a person, I'm really tired of. Uh, one of the things is very recently, Lightyear is absolutely the movie Lightyear. It's Buzz Year Lightyear's prequel. It's absolutely tanking at the box box office. Cost over a hundred million dollars to make. Probably the last estimate I saw. Now that was three days ago. Granted, uh, it's probably not even going to make that back. Um, why? Because it's force feeding our children a bunch of stuff that children are not going to see a movie for. Um, Disney continues to do this. I was watching Doctor Strange and the Multitude uh, Multiverse of Madness. Which is a great movie. The first Doctor Strange movie, Jerry, was my favorite Marvel movie because literally it was visually exhausting. It was awesome. The way they did it, top to bottom, was amazing. Multiverse of Madness, they have this young chick. Her name is America. I, I don't know if she's a real Marvel character. At this point, Marvel's got so many characters out there. It seems to be they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're looking for the oldest comic books they can find. And, oh, there you are. <laughs> we'll use you. Um, so in that, in, that, in that respect, they always say, the whole movie, they're saying, well, we got to save America. And I'm thinking, yes, we did. Oh, wait, you're talking about the little girl. <laughs> it, was, it was really weird. But aside from her, there was a scene in there, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, sorry. There's a scene in there, and it got to this point, where she steps on this thing, and it's going to show her past, a memory. And I was thinking to myself, I just know that her parents are going to be two dudes or two chicks. One or the other is what it's going to be. And no sooner than the memory popped up, boom, there it was. Two, two ladies. Folks. I am the most social, non-caring person. What you do in your house is your business. I don't care. Not my place to judge. It's my place to love. That's the way I look at the world. But I am sick to death with it being force-fed in every single thing I see on TV and hear but and But you can't music. be surprised that Hollywood's doing it. No. I mean, I, you're absolutely they right. started this a long time ago. And you're absolutely right. But not. At this point, it's like, why? We get it. You like gay people. I love gay people. But we don't need to expose. It. And it makes it really, it makes me sound cringeworthy. And I hate that. But I'm just tired of it being force-fed. I, I, you know, you show in the movie and it's a big thing. Okay, great. It's done. And you keep on with the movie. But why do you have to stop the flow of a movie? to interject that into the movie. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I I agree with that a lot. It's one thing if it falls within the natural story of progression. Absolutely. It seems like in so many cases they go out of their way. But, again, it doesn't surprise me. This is Hollywood. Hollywood is very, very liberal. Sure. There's a few exceptions. There's a few conservatives in Hollywood, but not a lot. Overall, Hollywood is a very liberal town, and that's not going to change. Furthermore, it was liberal 50, 60 years ago. Right. 
Hey, are they getting more liberal? Maybe. I don't know. For 50 years ago, they were pretty freaking liberal for the time. Yeah. But I, I really, and obviously I wasn't alive like you 50 or 60 years ago. I was, I, I was not even born 50 or 60 years ago like you are. Mr. Uh, 10 years younger than I am. I don't know what you speak of. Yes, you do. Listen, I just want everybody to know right now, when, the, when God said, let there be light, Jerry flipped the switch. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Jerry's birthday is one. <laughs> and what exactly does that say for you, Mr. 10 years younger than I am? Sir, I am. I have no problem with you saying I am old as dirt. I am. So you're old as dirt minus 10 years. Oh, no. That would make me old as like moss. I'm good yeah. at that. So anyway, getting back to the point. I, I just really, Hollywood, we get it. I just want to throw my hands up. Marvel's Infinity War, another Disney product. By all accounts, an absolutely fantastic movie. The whole setup, the lead up, the final battle. The absolute final battle. What do they do? They stop the whole thing and they... And gosh, this makes me sound so cringeworthy and I hate it. They stop the whole movie, get all the lady superheroes together and have them run the ball, if you will, for a whole five minutes of why they're superheroes. We love them individually. They don't have to work together the way they were. It, it, it's just, and that's just two movies. And I, I use those two because I really like the Marvel series, Star Wars, Tries to do the same thing. Anything that Disney touches. In fact, I, gosh, I wish I had it from last week. Their former president was even shown to say, hey, we're going to force feed LGBTQ into every movie we can possibly force feed it. Disney CEO? Yes. They to a huge backlash. Disney parks. Yes. But this was met with a huge backlash. The only thing that say, I, I think that they lost after she said that and it came out into the news. She lost, they lost, I, it was some ungodly number of subscriptions to Disney+. Plus. The only thing that saved Disney+, Plus at that point, was they were getting ready to release Obi-Wan. It's the only reason I still have it. Because <laughs> Obi-Wan, fantastic. But Obi-Wan wasn't really the main character in that. A strong female lead was. Again, I love women. <laughs> I get it. But you named the movie, the, the show Obi-Wan. Have it be him be the main character. Ugh. Anyhow, what's your thoughts? I've ranted for five I minutes. just looked it up. Um, as of 2022, in the second quarter of 2022, so very recent, Walt Disney Company reported that Disney Plus had 137.7 million subscribers. That's a lot. That's a crap load. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how many. Netflix is going to have more. It, it was the, the first of all the subscriptions. Other than that, I don't know that there's anything that would have that many. There very well might be. I'm not yeah. looked at it. I'm just saying I tell they're you what, pretty we'll successful soon. with it. You want to know what we'll have soon? We're going to have that many subscribers to Newsworthy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That'll happen shortly after I listen to the first episode. All right. So, yeah. Guys, he's not joking. Other than doing the, the cuts and getting us ready on air, 
Jerry has never even listened to an episode of our podcast. Or any other. Or much less anybody else's podcast. By the way, that hurts my feelings just a little. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so we're, we're cutting real close on time. We've got like five minutes left before we wrap this up today. So I want to bring out one of my favorite things in the world is space. And, and I mean that like big time. I love space and anything involved in space. Um, but. Last week, man, that wine is good. Whew. In December of 2020, SETI uncovered a signal. And I, I want to bring this out because this is real. This isn't movie talk. On proximity, Proxima Centauri, okay, which is only 4.2 light years away from Earth. Only. Only 4.2. To those people who don't know, a light year is 6 trillion miles. Okay, so it's a speed. Uh, if, if you could travel the speed of light, two hundred fifty-six thousand miles. Yeah, it, it's six, one light year. Is, it would take one year of that travel. That's one light year. Yeah, yeah, six trillion miles. So twenty-four trillion miles away, <laughs> there is a rocket planet planet there that they have discovered through Hubble um, that's in their sun's habitable zone. We got a signal from there. And it was a mysterious, quote, unquote, a mysterious energy beam that radiated at 980 megahertz. Why is that significant? Because 980 megahertz, according to the scientists that wrote this report, does not exist naturally in the known world. Just want to throw that out there. It's pretty exciting stuff. Um, again, 4.2 trillion light years, or uh, 4.2 light years away, 12 trillion miles, 24 trillion miles. <laughs> long way. That's a long way. So, what could it mean? Well, if the scientist is right, and that doesn't, in, in, in no, the occur, scientists are right. It doesn't occur naturally here. Here. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. They're not lying about that. No, that's what. That's not that's a, a natural fact. occurrence here. Here, right. So it may be that they have two butterflies over there doing whatever butterflies do that that's creates that beam. Nine hundred eighty megahertz. <laughs> but it's still exciting. Sure. Even if a lot there of were, potential. And just so you know, if there were butterflies on that planet, they are still alien to us. Absolutely. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're intelligent. Just means they're alien. There's a difference. Huge difference. Yeah. So, Jerry, in a hodgepodge, let's throw a show together real quick because we had technical issues. Not a bad show. What do you think? Absolutely agree. I want to say that for your topic that you had of civil forfeiture, asset forfeiture, I definitely give it a thumbs up. It needs to be more people need to more be made aware. More news coverage. Absolutely. We Absolutely. don't hear enough about it. And as we said, I think and, it's at the. Sorry, go ahead. No, I think it's on the borderline uh, that we hear about it, but we, it needs to be to the point that we no longer think that they're probably automatically guilty when we hear about the guy right. who had two or three thousand dollars. We need to be out of that mindset. Begin to uh, on anything murder. You caught red-handed with your hand in a cookie jar. We are a nation built on the premise that you are innocent unless proven guilty in a jury of your peers. Period. By the way, the the way that this passes 
judicial review. And by the way, this civil asset forfeiture has been has gone to the Supreme Court numerous times and been approved, not on a case by case basis, but on generally speaking, they reaffirm the right of the government to do it. It has been around for hundreds of years. Uh, what would, we need is more states with their individual legislatures to do what Maine, Nebraska, North Carolina has done. And that is to say, in this state, we are no longer going to do that. You need to do whatever you can do to make your officers and your 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 offices be above reproach and to be more accountable. Yep. Period. If you have loose ends like this, running down how people feel about the the job in general, they wonder why all these things and all this negativity has happened and why they're losing police officers in droves. Yes. You know, because police officers have enough on their plate without some jackwad over here robbing a normal law-abiding citizen who happens to be going by, you know, a, a new drum set or an old used car. Totally agree. Um, to me, this one is up there with no-knock warrants. Oh, absolutely. It just needs to go away. Period. It needs to go away. Period. Both, actually. Yep, absolutely. See, you agreed with me. I like that. You're learning. I'm learning? <laughs> I was the one that brought you this topic. I'm oh, not agreeing with you. You're agreeing guys, with me. Guys, real quick, before we get off here, ideas for shows, uh, ghost stories. We'd love to hear it. We want to hear them. Uh, Great recipes. We want to hear it. We'll talk about it online. If you have a small business you want us to promote online, you can do all of that where? At Newsworthy with Steve and Jerry, uh, gmail.com. At By the way, you forgot one, one category what? That, of emails that we would love to get. What's that? More recommendations for sweet, cold red, red wines. wines. Absolutely. We'll, we'll take those too if yes, you've got absolutely. them. Absolutely. Um, and... Feel free on our on our email to leave Jerry messages about how wrong he is on most of the subjects. That'd be great. He'll love that and appreciate it and hopefully be a better person because of it. You guys have an awesome night. Thanks for listening. Talk to Take you care, soon. Take care, guys.